A florist's world is filled with big-budget, Instagram-worthy moments, leaving so many florists feeling inadequate or discouraged because this isn't the type of work that they're attracting. But the bigger issue I see florists struggle with is being overwhelmed and exhausted and frankly, counting down the days till the end of wedding season. If you are struggling keeping up with the day-to-day -day details of your business like proposals, ordering product, client meetings, and then getting this week's wedding done, all while trying to balance kids, a day job, self-care, and whatever else gets thrown your way, I'm Jenny Beck, and I am going to help you feel so much lighter in your business. I believe that today you can start to change your business and your life, and I'm here to help. I used to struggle with pricing. Everyone needed a deal because I felt like that was the path of growing my business. But in the end, I was needing to do more and more weddings and my calendar filled up with uninspiring work. I came to a point I couldn't do it anymore. Through coaching, courses, masterminds, and a lot of self-work, that has all changed. I feel creatively inspired, have the resources to work on my business and not constantly in my business, all while making impactful money, being a more present mom, and feeling balance in my life and business. Whether this is your side hustle, your mom hustle, or your everyday hustle, this podcast is the place for all the juicy details of creating a business you adore. Flower friend, my name is Jen, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, flower friend. This is Jen, and you are listening to the Floral Hustle podcast. Today, you are in for a treat. We are going to talk about three tested tactics to grow your business in 2023. Right now, we are at that point. New Year's resolutions are coming and goal planning for next year is coming. You're thinking about like, what do I want my business to do? How do I want my business to grow? And so I want to talk about three ways that I really have felt made an impact, of course, financially, but also just in how my business feels, in the culture I've created, in growing my business, and how much fun I get to have in my business. So let's get started. So the first thing, and this is something that I, I preach to my coaching clients, is you want to go where the couple's brides are, and that is wedding community friends. So who are those people that you would really want to cultivate relationships with? Planners, photographers, designers, people who are on the first check marks that need to be taken off that bride's list or off that couple's list because those are the people who are lower in the funnel that are really like, I need to get this person booked before I do anything else. Those people are who you want to be friends with. Those people are who you want to add value to and want to cultivate into this relationship that when you're thinking of a planner, you're forwarding business to them. When they're thinking of a florist, they're sending them your way. So this can work in a couple different ways. You could either, of course, cultivate relationships with planners that you are working with that couples that you are working with have. So you could show them, this is the experience of working with me. This is the experience that I provide all of my clients. 
and just show this level of professionalism, this design that really could hopefully speak to their other clients. You could very easily do that in your communication, cultivating and really talking to them. I know on design days, on wedding days, it's hard to step back and take that time to say hi to people, to to really like, okay, I want to go and really um, get to know the planner. But taking that little bit of time could come back to you 10 times fold because you're taking space to grow that relationship. And even if uh, you take them or even send them a little thank you card afterwards, thanks for working with me, I had a great experience, developing those relationships with couples that you already have, that you're mutually attracting that same couple, that's got to mean something. That's got to mean there's something that jives between you two. There's something similar, maybe in your personality or maybe like you're both kind of quirky, you know, whatever it is, there is something that has attracted that couple to both of you. And I would capitalize that. Hey, it looks like we're, we attract, especially if you've had a couple weddings with the same planner, looks like we attract that same kind of couple. So there must be some synergy between how we both work or whatever it may be that um, I wanted to see if maybe, you know, we wanted to become um, preferred vendors of each other and explaining what that could potentially look like. But even if that's not a factor, you could proactively try to grow your business by just reaching out to planners. I think this is one of the biggest roadblocks that I see a lot of florists run into because they go on Instagram and they're looking at this planner and their feed is stunning. Like everything they do just looks perfect and they're beautiful or they're, they look perfect, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they start just crawling inside themselves because they're afraid to be rejected. Guess what? That planner is probably scared shitless to be rejected by a million people as well, because that's just, that's just how it is. So many people, even people that are super confident, are still afraid of being rejected. But here's the thing. If you never get up to bat and you never swing, you're never going to know if that planner really could use your help. They really could think that you're a great solution for their couples. So here's a couple ways that I have cultivated finding planners um, outside of what I've mentioned with, you know, you're already working with um, the same bride, the same couple. And so we have synergy already. This is how you can reach out outside of that. First thing, when you were on Instagram and you were scrolling, if you were on TikTok, if you were scrolling, whatever it is, and you see a video, a story post, or whatever of another florist getting tagged in or working with a planner that when you look at the photo, it speaks to you. You look at the video, it speaks to you. It's it's your style. It's your vibe. The person looks like they're your people. What I do, step one, screenshot what you were looking at. Step two, click on the bio of that planner screenshot that. Then put it in a folder that you have labeled perspective planners or planners or whatever it is so you can easily find it in your phone. Then when you have time to be intentional in your business, to really 
work on your business, not in your business. This is that time. Pull that out and you're going to develop a practice. Once a week, you are going to reach out to one planner and then you're going to introduce yourself. You're going to tell them something that was drawing you in to their business, their page, their personality. Uh, like some planners, like they'll put their dog and I will write something like, I am a total, like I did have three dogs. My little Yorkie passed away, but I'm a total dog mom. I had three dogs. I have two dogs. Or if they have a Frenchie, I'm a big Frenchie mom. Like I'll say, I have a Frenchie too, whatever it may be. You're trying to build common ground to develop that relationship. You could, you know, if you have an a la carte flowers program, which that's number three that we're going to talk about today, you could tell them, you know, I don't know if you're looking for easy solutions for wedding flower options for your couples, but I also have this a la carte flower option uh, that I wanted to present to you because not a lot of florists are doing it. And sometimes couples just need easy and this couldn't get any easier. So I wanted to throw it your way because I just think it's it's such a game changer for the low maintenance couple. So you're giving them a benefit. I have a solution for your easy peasy clients to make you look like the hero because you've found this florist that they don't have to meet with. They don't have to do a contract with. You can literally order your flowers on their website. Win. But you want to also make it a win for them. And this is how I often build wins to send referrals to wedding planners that I work with um, or consistently or I even want to work with. First thing I do is when I am thinking about a couple and I meet them, I'm in a consultation and this can be on Zoom, could be whatever, or even in my process, I even ask them, do you have a wedding planner? If they say no, are you getting one? Okay. No, I wasn't thinking about it. They're expensive. Yeah, I, I totally hear you that it is an investment, but in my opinion, a planner is going to make your wedding day. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Well, my wedding planner that I had when I got married, like I couldn't have imagined my day being any easier because I had that person. And they did, and I even list out crappy tasks that when people don't have wedding planners, they are tasking their aunts and friends and all these people. And I even say this to them. So when you have a wedding planner, you are not taxing every single person or tasking, texting, whatever you want to say. You're not basically making everybody your bitch that day to get this long list of crap that you need done accomplished. You are paying someone who is a professional, for one, they're professional at doing all of those little details. Have you, uh, and then I say, have you ever done place cards? There is a science to having straight place cards and wedding planners know it. Uh, and then I'll ask them, like, your gifts, do you have a plan? Like, they probably shouldn't sit out all night. So you're going to have your aunt or somebody, and you, you just bring up those things that maybe they've mentioned or whatever. And, and just explain to them, like, I know it's an investment, but do you want to be worried if there is a fire on your wedding day that you need to put it out? Because with you being the bride, people are going to 
want your validation that what their solution is to a problem is the solution that you would pick. So you're going to be bugged. If somebody is late, do you want to have to track them down? You know, give them some examples. And then based on, you know, how is that person's personality? How is their demeanor? What is their budget? Uh, what is their design style? I then step back and I have a bunch of favorite planners that I can grab on my pocket and give them as options that I think would be their best fit. They might not be available, but then I'm talking about them and potentially getting them excited to reach out. So one of my my favorite planners um, that was my wedding planner, I will say, you know what? I, I want you to try and talk to um, Meredith because I loved working with her. She's She's a mom. She just she's doing this as like a side hustle, but she also just really is so meticulous and just really laid back. So you just don't have this like high stress energy because some planners like have that energy that I just want to flick them and be like, you need to take a Ritalin or something and calm down. It's you're you're just you're acting so uptight or so there's just something that just doesn't feel good. So you want to like describe how somebody makes you feel. Uh, there's another, um, a wedding planner couple here that like, they're fun. They're funky. They are, um, a little more like, uh, alternative and, but just super tell it like it is. And if stuff happens, like, I have no doubt that they are not going to handle something in such a way that like, you're not even going to know there was a speed bump because they are just so on top of it. And they're just, they have this playful energy, uh, not only in, in, in life, but like in planning. So everything just feels lighter. Uh, so that's like what I'm, I'm telling them how they make me feel. And they're soaking that in. Then potentially they're going to reach out and in their, that planner's email box, they're going to see, we met with Jen and she said nothing but amazing things about you. And I had to reach out to you to see if you're available on my date. As a planner, that's probably a pretty cool email to get because I know how I feel when I get, hey, I met with X person and they were talking about how amazing you are and then I had to reach out to you. Putting those together, that couldn't be any better. So cultivate those relationships and be reciprocal. Send people, and I personally feel that my weddings go 10 times better when there is a planner involved. There's less stress. There is the bride is less uptight or the couple is less uptight because they feel like they have a grip on what the day is going to be like. And so that that just everything feels lighter. I'm all about making things be easy, making things feel lighter because I want I don't want complicated couples. I don't want icky feelings on weddings days because everybody is stressed out. I don't want it to be a shit show when I'm showing up because nothing is going right because potentially this couple are not great planners. So I plant seeds. Plant seeds, plant seeds, so that that person, for one, maybe wakes up and realizes I shouldn't be doing this. I have had my couples wake up and realize that this is a really good decision. I, I mean, 
I would say dozens and dozens of times. I have helped dozens and dozens of couples realize they need a planner. And it's part of my process. And when it's part of your process, people can tell with conviction how much you believe in something and they can feel that energy. And when they're feeling that energy, they're going to be like, She's, she was talking about like, I've been thinking about it, but I just didn't think we could afford it. Don't get steak. Get a wedding planner. I'm a vegetarian, but have a veggie option. Don't get steak. Don't get some, you know, don't have an open bar. Have just catered cocktails. Save a little bit of money and use it for something. You want your day to feel lighter. You want to not worry. You deserve to not worry on your wedding day. With using language to make someone feel the emotion of how that planner is going to make them feel or having how having a planner period is going to make them feel is going to start continually, especially when they're seeing planners and they're following them on Instagram, it's going to catch up. They're going to want one. And you just help push it along the way and hopefully push them in the direction of somebody you're reciprocating to because they sent somebody your way. So I talked about screenshotting, talked about creating a folder. Now let's create a plan. That plan is one wedding planner a week. You're going to have a template email that you draft. You're going to draft a follow-up, actually two follow-up emails, and then you are going to customize them for that specific planner. You're looking at what drew you into them, what stuck out, like I talked about the dog thing. You're going to send one week that follow, that initial, hi, if you have a brochure, if you have something that you can attach to it for them to look at, to get a further look and feel, if you're fancy AF and you have a video about your business, plop it in there. Make that, you know, more little things like fall in love with me, fall in love with me, fall in love with me. Then if they have not responded, week two, you're sending your second version. Hey, I just wanted to make sure that my email made it over to you. I wanted to introduce myself. And I have some clients that have been looking for planners and the planners I normally work with are pretty booked. And so I'm looking to add someone to um, my referral arsenal. And you look like somebody that I would love to work with. So again, I'm planting that there could be a benefit to them. And then week three, you know what? I, you must be super busy and good for you. I wanted to send, have one more email in your inbox to just saying like, I have some openings. I'd love to be able to, to send some clients your way potentially. And I'd love for you to have another option. My a la carte floral option is something that so many wedding planners, when they look at it and how easy it is, are really attracted to it. So I just wanted to make sure you knew that was an option for your couples. And if they don't respond, they don't respond. You don't have to be berating them because they're not going to like that either. But you were strategic. You made sure that you were customizing that communication so that they felt like it was towards them, not towards the masses and some template. Do that once a week. The next week, finding another planner, finding another planner. And then you keep that cycle on. So you're going to be sending, you know, when this ramps up, you could be sending, you know, three or more emails a week 
but I'm pretty sure you have time to send three or four emails a week to grow your business. And then potentially, hey, I'd love to meet for coffee. I'd love to, hey, there's a local event. Are you going to be there? Uh, You know, whatever it may be, try to connect with them. Because when you get in front of somebody and they can feel how amazing you are, because I know you're amazing. You're being bold and brave by having your own business. You have beautiful work. You have great um, customer service. Your process is great. Like there are so many reasons they want to meet you and they want to deal with you and you need to show them those reasons. And a lot of times that's hard because we're so afraid of rejection. You don't get rejected unless you try. So let's try to really invest in those bottom of the funnel vendors. Next thing is decorators. And if you look at my Green Goddess Floral Instagram feed, it is full of cultural weddings. And I can say hands down, that's the biggest way that I've grown my business. But I have invested heavily in the relationships that I have built, especially like one of them, I would consider her one of my best friends because we talk so much. We think like it is, it's like we're twins. We think so alike. And we're actually going in and say, hey, I screenshotted something on Instagram and I sent it to her. Hey, I just wanted you to see this photo because it made me think of X. And she'll like screenshot her phone back and be like, I already saved that photo because I was going to do the same thing. So building relationships, especially when they're niche down or niche down, You are showing, for one, that you can do something like this to people by putting that kind of work on your feed in Instagram or on TikTok or on wherever, because this is a skill set. Doing installations like this, working with these types of clients that are often complicated and little crazy sometimes, um, you are showing you can do that. Uh, what if it is like you're really into doing um, like Jewish, so you love to do hoopas, like hoopas are your jam. Or you can also provide, I met, I had a coaching client that she actually knew how to do the pipe and drape structures. That is a huge niche for a um, Jewish community kind of planner, maybe like, or even any of those type of events doesn't just need to be wedding related doing a skill like that? Or what if you have like interesting rental items that are really geared towards a certain type of culture? Or you just understand certain type of cultures because they are complicated. You know, like uh, Hindu weddings, multiple days. You got to understand all those different events. You got to understand like what direction the stage needs to be um, facing. You got to understand like there's auspicious times to have ceremonies. Like just all of these details, but you knowing all those details is making you an expert, which is making it easier for that specific person who lives in that space to refer you. And I have one person that I absolutely have, like we just have this bond, but I have other cultural decorators that I think are absolutely amazing. And a lot of times just so different, like their work is different. It feels different. Like they're just very different um, artists. I think cultural decorators are artists. And I might even meet with someone that like that other person is more their speed or that other person is really completely booked. So I need other options. So investing in multiple 
people, especially when it comes to something that is so, so subsetted that like you just need to have a skill set to pull it off. And I've had coaching clients that literally, they're, they're like, I need to make this hoopah and I don't know how. But once you get that experience, even one time, I think one time is enough for you to gain confidence to be able to reach out and think, yep, I've done a hoopah. Yes, I've done a mundup before. Yes, I've done a stage backdrop. Whatever it is, once you have that one time of confidence, I feel like you're ready. And if you need help getting ready, even to figure out, like, how do I even make something like that? Because I've had um, a coaching client that literally her second wedding was like a $10,000 wedding, which that is amazing. And I was so excited for her. But that comes with its own set of complications. And so that's a perfect time. Like when you need help, get a coach. They're going to help you because they have been there. I mean, I have done huge elaborate huppas. And so I can explain to her step by step how to get through this. You know, another florist in town that really is an expert in it, say, reach out to them. Or if they're an expert at a venue, whatever. Hey, would you mind if I hired you for like, do you do coaching at all? Because I would love for some help figuring out this. And I know you have a lot of experience with that venue. See if it's even an option. I have done coaching with a couple florists in town here when I was kind of going through my transformation of rebranding my business, really building some boundaries that I had a hard time with. I no longer have a hard time with them, but I I needed that little extra push because a little bit of my confidence just wasn't there enough to push back to a level that I felt confident in. And so I even, hey, do you do coaching? One of them I knew because it was on her website, but the other one like ran, did a random Instagram post and I was like, yep, I absolutely want to do coaching with you because I want to know what you know. You've changed your business name before. I want to know how did you do that? Like, I don't care what detail is, is even the smallest detail. I would love to hear about it because you have done something that I want to do. And I would love the upper hand in knowing how I can best do it. So stepping out of your comfort zone and doing things that you've never done could become your niche, could become something that you love doing. I love doing cultural weddings. It is exciting to me. It is often, even though we're doing a very similar thing, potentially, the colors, the whatever, it's different. And so that's exciting. That's fun for me. All right. Next thing. Previous customers. They are your biggest fans, or at least they should be. I have been doing this for about 17 years now of my own business. And so I have a huge arsenal of people referring people to me and referring couples, referring their sister, referring their future sister-in-law. And I had changed my business name about, I think it was four, three and a half years ago now. So I've left all my old stuff up. I, I didn't feel it was my brand anymore. I wasn't the direction or how I wanted my business to feel, but I've left it there. And when they contact me through the contact us form, I literally just go, hey, during, you know, right before the pandemic, I started an urban flower farm and I changed my business name because I really wanted um, to have them kind of match. And easy. 
they, you know, they're like, okay, I'm still the same person. I'm still available to get referrals. And I've left all those connection points open. So a couple of things that I have done when I have a customer, a previous customer that has sent a lot of business my way, I will go and send them a nice email. I've sent gift cards to people. I've delivered flowers to them because I want them to keep thinking of me. I I literally have had one, I think it was like three weeks ago, was a referral from somebody from 11 years ago that when they started talking to their friend, I was the first thing that came up. And I'm like, I can't remember everybody, but I'll be like, oh, what was their maiden name? And then I'll be like, where did they get married again? And so I have a pretty visual memory and I can pop those things. Oh yeah, I remember, didn't they have like, you know, reds or whatever. And I put everything in my Google calendar. And so I can go and I can search their name and I, all the details that I stored when I entered their wedding, I can easily pull it up and act like I remember everything. So that just gives a little bit of, you know, oh yeah, like I spoke to your florist and they remembered your wedding and they were like describing it and everything. Cause I can do that. Even when I'm in a consultation, I can, you know, go on my computer and I can pull up my Google calendar and I can type their name in and they're literally there, that date pulls up with all of their info. And so I can act like I just remember it like it was yesterday. So building some type of referral program is something that you could look at. You could look at cultivating referrals during your, you know, like your exit process with that customer uh, a couple weeks after their wedding. You could send them an email and tell them, you know what, thank you so much for trusting me to be your florist on your wedding day. I so appreciate it. When you get photos back, your wedding was so stunning. And it doesn't matter even if it was simple. I would love to see your photos because I'd love to see if it's something um, that I could share on my business page because I would just love to share your wedding. It was so beautiful. Then you could say, if you ever find anybody that's in need of a florist, I would so appreciate if you sent them my way. Um, Make sure that they mention your name because uh, when I book them, I would love to send you a bouquet of flowers or I'd love to send you a little thank you. A little thank you could be a $5 Starbucks card. They sell like Starbucks cards and little $5 increments. You could just literally um, send them an email and say, hey, I just got, you know, um, Betty and Bob or Betty and Sue, whoever that are getting married next year. And they said you sent them my way. I booked them and I'd love to send you a thank you. Are you still at? And then you should have their address entered into your Google Calendar from when you booked because I take all of that information from their contract and their bride information or couple information sheet and I enter that into my Google Calendar. So literally I can be on the go and I can look up that client's information. Then you're sending them and confirming that they still live in the same place because if it's been 11 years, they could have moved. So that's just a little thing that I do um, with especially people that have sent repeated is I'll make a really nice arrangement in the summer. And it doesn't have to be like immediately after their wedding. It could be, you know, like I tell them, I'd love to send you an arrangement this summer when all of my dahlias are blooming. They're still getting an awesome arrangement. They're giving more awesome because I'm going to put dinner plate dahlias in their arrangement. And so they're happy and I put a calendar reminder to reach out to you and just make sure that you're home and, you know, all the things are still the same. 
So you don't have to do it now. If you want to, you know, if you're a grower, a flower farmer, and you want to wait, like, I don't think that's a huge deal. You're still acknowledging that they did something and saying thank you and saying, I want to thank you, but in a bigger way. So I'm going to reach out to you in August and I want to deliver a thank you or even book something out like three weeks after their wedding. I want to thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. And then send that Starbucks card or go and deliver something, whatever it may be. But you're building a process around cultivating referrals. You're building it into your email to say thank you, to ask for photographer photos. And then you could build in asking for a review, putting your little review links in there. And then, hey, if you know any of anybody uh, that you want to share what a great experience you had, I would love for those referrals to be sent my way. And here um, is something that I do to say thank you. Easy. Then, last thing, a la carte flowers. And you might be like, what are a la carte flowers? A la carte flowers are like basically you can buy these wedding items a la carte. It's not like part of a big wedding package or anything. And literally just book it on my website. If you want, you could even send them an invoice if they send you an email. And it's templated like green and white, small, medium, large bouquet. Bridesmaid bouquet, small, medium, large. You know, so you're providing those options and it's a really easy way for people that are not caring about an elaborate wedding for you to put little effort into. I don't do consultations on a la carte flowers because like if you can't understand my website, we have a lot bigger issue. I need to work on making it even simpler. There's a brochure. My brochure includes a la carte flowers. This is a great way if you are cultivating referrals and that person does not meet your minimum, send them a la carte flowers. Hey, uh, it looks like based on your budget that I think a la carte flowers would be the best value for you because you can get beautiful flowers, but I think we can get them to work in your budget. There's all these great color palettes and you can pick what size that you want and what items. They're all kind of like the standard issue wedding wedding flower items that everybody needs. And then you can buy them online or I can send you an invoice. It's so easy. We don't have to have an hour-long consultation. You're not sending in contracts and all these things. So it's just, it's, it's super easy and it sounds like something that would be a perfect fit. So then you're not turning away referrals. You're still offering a solution. And with offering that solution and it being so easy, this is also a great way you can marry your reaching out to wedding planner initiative and saying, hey, you know, I don't know if you ever run into brides and this could be in one of your emails as a selling feature of your business. I don't know if you have brides that like really like they just want nice flowers and th- but they don't want to be bogged down in the details. My a la carte flowers program is something really unique, really easy, and it's very affordable comparatively if we're doing customized bouquets. So if they're just looking for white and green flowers, um, a larger bridal bouquet, 10 boutonnieres, whatever, they can literally order it on my website. They don't have to have a consultation, whatever. It's so easy. That's a selling feature because sometimes like those type of details is is what really bogs a uh, couple down from like moving forward in a time efficient manner. If you have somebody that 
wants to do a la carte flowers but doesn't know like I, if I'm going to need nine boutonnieres or 11 boutonnieres, I will offer to that client if that objection comes up that you can put a deposit for your date because I'm not going to overbook myself. Like I tell myself, I'm not overbooking myself with a la carte floral weddings because it's easy. There are still weddings that you're going to have to make. But if I get a deposit, I know I'm making it. And I tell that person that based on what you've told me, you know, I'm expecting around a $2,000, give or take a boutonniere or so. And so I will extend to do a deposit based on that assumption. But if we drastically change things, um, I will need to know immediately and at least 60 days before your wedding because I am booking that time out and not taking on other opportunities. So just clear expectations. If you want to even have a clause that on that client and where my minimum goes, I put a estimate of X dollars um, is to be expected uh, in reserving the state. Super easy. I've covered myself. And then I've also clarified expectations with that client. So that is another way. And if you're looking for somebody, I I feel that I really, like I look at their a la carte flowers and I was like, damn, that is looks beautiful. It is stunning. And they are killing it. And I've heard her talk on a ton of podcasts about it is Native Poppy. Native Poppy is in California. There's several locations. And Natalie, uh, I've heard her speak about their program and it is just stunning. So if you're looking for somebody that's just killing it in this, go check that out because it's just their photos, their descriptions, their color palettes, everything are just flawless. So now you have three ways, three ways that I have really grown my business. I mean, this past couple of years, my business has exploded with these things. I am in the multiple six-figure range because of these things that I've implemented. There, of course, are other reasons that have, you know, like putting in a minimum, going into doing more installations. There's always other underlying things that I'm layering in, but these things have been impactful in my business, and I know they can be impactful on yours. And if you need help or if you need some guidance on like how you can really propel your business forward, I have a few openings for monthly coaching clients right now. It is two 45-minute sessions or one one-hour session that we literally strategize how you can move your business to the next level. You decide what that next level is. That could be making things feel less stressful. That could be getting organized from an actual business perspective. That could be getting more weddings, growing your business, making more money, being more profitable, whatever it is. We strategize on, on that. And then I am your accountability buddy. If you're saying that I want to do X and you've been wanting to do X for a long time, you better believe I'm going to be pushing your tuchus, your butt, to get that done because I want you to succeed. And sometimes having that accountability partner is really going to push you because you're like, shit, I am meeting with. And I don't have this thing done. I literally, uh, I went down to Arizona. And that's actually why I am here right now, because I had an accountability partner pushing me to make my podcast happen. 
I'd been thinking about it, but I'd wedding season is so big and it was big and it was grand and it was, it was profitable. But like that person, I felt like I don't want to disappoint them. I, I want to not cower into my next, uh, meeting or whatever, my next coaching session with them that because I didn't accomplish something because I, I am a doer. I am a, like, I can do anything I put my mind to it, especially when I have that person poking at me, holding me accountable to really push me to that next level. So that's why I'm here today is because I'm an accountability partner. So I have a couple spots open for that right now. You can head to The Floral Hustle. There's a coaching page right on there. You can book a 15-minute discovery call if you want to talk through things. But if you've been listening to me and how I teach and you think I can help you, like even setting up a one-hour power planning session so we can talk through an issue would be an awesome, um, awesome experience because I, I so want to help other people thrive in their business, be happy in their business, feel lighter, and especially moms. Like I am an expert at feeling and being. Like sometimes you can be a great mom and not feel it. I, I know I'm a great mom. I know I'm a great business owner and I can help you teach. How do you do both of those things? Because sometimes that's hard. Or how do I have a side hustle and my job and still feel like a person? Because I've done that too. And I, I did it very successfully because I, I ran a $6 million sales organization because I was really feeling in tune with, I can make both of these things work. For one, because I believe them. And I told myself that these are going to work because I don't want to do, I want my side hustle to be my everyday hustle, to be my mom hustle, to be something that I can spend more time with my children. So if those are your goals or you're looking at your goals or even need help identifying your goals, there are a couple spots open for monthly coaching or if you want to book just a one hour session, I would love to hear about your business and how I can help you feel lighter in your business and be more profitable, ditch the overwhelm and kick ass in 2023. I hope you have an amazing week, flower friends, and thanks so much for listening. Friend, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found value or today's episode was helpful, please head to your podcast player of choice and hit that subscribe button so that you can be notified every week of new episodes. And while you're there, please go and leave a review. Reviews are so important for getting this message out to all of our other flower friends. Also, if you are wanting additional support, head on over to Facebook and join the Floral Hustle Facebook group, which is a place for like-minded floralpreneurs wanting a more aligned and more profitable floral business. Flower friend, have a fun-filled flower week.